The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hardly Kayfabe, your home for pro wrestling talk every week right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your three hosts alongside, as always, Christopher Chavez. It's me. Um, (coughs) I still got dirt in the back of my throat from when the Undertaker buried me last week. Well, at least it was you weren't buried by Triple H. You wouldn't be here. Uh, <laughs> and and that other guy, Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. On my business cards, it actually says Johnny Townsend, that other guy. <laughs> so uh, doing well. Uh, I I assume uh, that Chris will be okay, I, but I'm unsure. I'm hoping. <laughs> I hope so too. I hope so too. Yeah, I mean, you should you should be proud, Chris. You at least survived the match against Undertaker. I survived. Uh, you know, I should be I, I should be happy because there are a lot of people, gimmicks, talent that have not survived the E lately. So, <coughs> yes, I'm back. That's a perfect segue. Uh, <laughs> let's go <laughs> real quick. Let's get right into it. I like it. What is happening in the CM Punks, guys? <laughs> So that, I think the that's big the segue, news, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, <know. Okay. laughs> I think the uh, I think the big news that everybody is talking about is the fact that uh, less than what is it? Only been four weeks, less than a, almost a month. Um, Eric Bischoff has now been let go as top creative for SmackDown at the at the E. Um, it was big headlines when when it was announced that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff were hired on as head writers for each side. Uh, four month, four weeks later, less than almost less than a month, Bischoff's gone, gone. He's not back anymore. He's fired. <laughs> <laughs> so he... one of the things I saw uh, was a report from Sports Illustrated. It said that Eric Bischoff was fired by Vince McMahon because SmackDown's biggest second because of the SmackDown's biggest second week ratings drop, and he did it to send a message to stockholders about how committed he is to the success of the show on Fox. There was also some stuff about, I guess, in the back, uh, you know, he wasn't willing to kind of go along with some of the things they wanted to do. He had very strong views on some, what he wanted to do. Uh, so that just kind of rubbed people the wrong way, and they got rid of him. Why pay what is the that guy? <laughs> Why bring him in if you're not going to take his ideas into consideration? <laughs> what, what does that say, though, right? Like, if Vince is willing to do things like that just to send a message to stockholders, not even, you know what I mean? Not even Shouldn't giving it, guys... You know what? You know how hypocritical that is? He should have fired yeah. himself years ago. <laughs> <laughs> should have fired himself after that Hell in a Cell main event, dude. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say Bischoff had great ideas. I don't know. I'm sure they had other reasons to let the guy, let the guy go, but that's just ridiculous to me. Like, why would anybody, I know they put Bruce Pritchard in charge of it now. I'd be scared if I was Bruce because he'd be the oh, next yeah. one to go. Yeah, it's obvious easily. who's going to get the uh, the blame for whatever. Easily. Yeah. Could you imagine him doing that to Paul Heyman? Vince being like, yeah, Paul Heyman, you know, Paul Heyman, one of the biggest, like, uh, I don't even know what the phrase is, but outspoken 
characters yeah. in all pro wrestling history backstage in the ring uh oh yeah i know i hired you for these vast ideas but uh you don't agree with anything i say so you gotta go could you imagine dude if that happens aew gets an amazing writer yeah i mean dude you guys even either that or, or would you see him go to nwa and go more the whole studio wrestling kind of story angles man I mean, as far as Bischoff goes, I think he would do well in the NWA. Um, yeah. I think he would do well there. I don't think – I don't know if he's, like, modern enough to do well with, like, AEW, but I think it, NWA has this, like, classic taste, you know, viewpoint of pro wrestling, uh, which is really, really cool. And I think Bischoff, if he wanted – if he wanted to, he probably doesn't have to, but if he wanted to, uh, he could very easily pick up a job there. I kind of think he's going to do what he did last time and just kind of go back to Montana, wherever it is he lives, and just kind of, you know, hang, hang out, out there. Hang out yeah. and chill. It's yeah. going to be interesting. To it is going to be interesting now that, you know, SmackDown is on Fox, how much influence Fox is going to have on on the product itself. Do you know what I mean? A lot. Like, yeah, like I would assume what, a lot. One of the things we were discussing earlier was um, the whole thing with Seth Rollins burning down the Firefly Funhouse. Apparently, this was because Fox doesn't want that gimmick on Fox. They don't like that gimmick. They don't want it. So the idea was to write it off that way. And it's the Firefly Funhouse is not going to be returning. This is just because they don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, then, then why then why have Bray Wyatt on Fox? Yeah, keep him on. Keep him on Raw. Well, like, because that he's makes a no sense. It is because he's a he is one of their hottest guys. You know what I mean? So they want and Fox. They're really he's pushing hot because as the of his gimmick. One. Yeah. <laughs> How you. stupid are they? <laughs> For crying out loud. I don't want to be mad about stuff, but this is... I didn't finish college, and I know that that's a stupid move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, a, and I'm a professional moron, and I know this stuff. <laughs> it's funny. A couple a couple weeks ago, we, were, we had Joe on, and we were discussing, you know, where's that... When do you stop watching? And it's funny because... Ever since the Hell in a Cell thing, I haven't really come back to it. You know, I kind of watched the the Raw right after um, with with the, uh, you know, the, what do you call it, the, um, the draft and everything started. Um, and it was funny that the entire Raw episode did not feature the Hell in a Cell main event except to the very end. They kind of showed some stuff real quick and then, like, yeah. glazed over it real fast, didn't want to acknowledge it whatsoever. I didn't watch SmackDown right after that. I didn't watch Raw this week. Didn't watch SmackDown this. I'm not going to watch SmackDown this week. I think I am kind of burnt out. I think I'm kind of, I don't mind checking in on the headlines, but I'm not going to waste time watching it when there's other great wrestling, you know, content out there right now. Yeah. I, yeah I've got, I've got, I've gotten to the point where I'll look at the highlights. Well, not look at, I'll, I'll read what happened. And if anything, I think sounds interesting or that I should check out, I'll just find it on YouTube and, and, and watch it for, and just watch certain small parts of it. I've, I've, I've gone a couple of weeks now not watching a full uh, WWE thing except for NXT now, and it's been great. Yeah, I <laughs> and mean, I my, haven't even gone to NXT. I've, I forgot. <laughs> I've, I've just not gotten to it. Yeah, I mean, my, not to like sound bitter, but like my Mondays, like once football season gets going, that's pretty much the primary thing that's on my Mondays. But I would rather watch a bad football game. <laughs> Yeah, than a Monday Night Raw <laughs> at this point. Like I will, if I'm watching it, it looks really bad. I'll flip to Raw real quick and be like, "Uh, uh-uh, this ain't it," and then go back to the shitty football game. That's that's how bad that's how bad it is. <laughs> and I'm getting lucky because the NBA season's literally about to start in like a week. So now I got something else to occupy my time as well. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. The WWE has a lot to go up against, and they're not doing themselves any favors with the decisions they've been making here lately. No, no. it's going to be interesting to see how much Fox is going to have a say too, and and how it's going to affect the you know affect the product overall. Just the presentation, the product, the storylines, the wrestlers themselves. Are we going to start seeing wrestlers with? I think we talked about this one time in an episode in the past. Are we going to see them with, uh, you know, sponsorship on on their trunks now? You know what I mean. I kind of think that'd be good for them. Just judging from the past couple, the first few Fox episodes and the fact that you're saying that they're the reason why there's no more uh, fun house or fire, whatever he called that. Are they, do you think that maybe Fox is trying to really lean into this uh, more realistic MMA ish type pro wrestling thing? Cause it's sort of what it feels like to me. Hmm. Because, you know, they're bringing in, uh, what's that guy's name, Vas- Vasquez? Oh, like Cain Velasquez. Cain Velasquez. Well, Cain Velasquez yeah. uh, left MMA and decided to go to wrestling, uh, and he actually went to AAA, the Lucha, for a while, and that's where he did a lot. Of, he learned a lot of his stuff, and well, for the past almost six months, seven months, maybe the past year, that's where he's been wrestling. But yeah. I see what you're saying because yeah, now they're doing Tyson the thing Fury. where they bring him, Tyson yeah, they're bringing him in, uh, and the match we see coming up is going to be Cain versus Brock, which was an MMA match in which Cain Velasquez in real life beat Brock down. So it, it might be, man. You could, I could see that possibly happening. It sounded like it at first. When I see this, it's kind of like, uh, they're going to really start maybe peppering in real shoot matches between these other matches that kind of accentuate the, the entertainment aspect of it. You know what I mean? They're just going to get to the point where they're going to try that. What was a pay-per-view where they had real uh, legit fights on it? And it was terrible. Was it the boxing one? I guess it was boxing, but it was late 90s, I think it was. I'm blanking on the name of uh, it. But I must have blacked out at that. I don't know what that is at all. Fight, they had shoot fights on it. Uh, I think Bradshaw was be the only yeah. You know, JPL be the only one you'd probably remember. Is that the one where Butterbean knocked the, uh, knocked the shit out of Billy Gunn's brother? Fake brother? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cold cocked them. Yeah. Oh, good lord! <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're gonna get more of that with Fox. From we the, need to do an episode on that. We need to. <laughs> like, yeah, we, well, that WWE would be amazing. Is like, WWE's like, yeah, let's let's get into boxing. That's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I could see them moving into you the you know MMA route though because it is a very physical sport. Um, and it's an it's evolved from what it used to be. So I and a lot of these guys that you know already train as wrestlers do a lot of the MMA training as well. Uh, yeah. We're seeing a lot of, of different holds and, and submission moves that are MMA submission moves now being used you know, in wrestling. So I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially now that it's Fox and they're trying to mainstream this thing. And, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they, they try to turn it into kind of like this new, you know, a new version of kayfabe where you don't know if it's the work or if it's a shoot while it's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're or even a sure. new style of wrestling, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, MMA recently, uh, you know, UFC was like really big for me, like in the like early two thousand, well, probably two thousand ten, when Brock mm-hmm. was there, because Brock was a character. And right now in in MMA, UFC, the bigger name guys, they're characters, and they're turning UFC into like this big, over oh, yeah. the top drama thing. Look at Conor McGregor, uh, yeah. you know, most recently, and there, there's been several several other guys who have been like that. So maybe there is a way to kind of turn like pro wrestling go a little bit more MMA I don't know not so much in a cage but there's just themes that they can work out uh, and it's 
it very well could be done. It's just I feel like just overnight, uh, yeah, they start bringing in these these legit guys, these legit guys. I mean, Ken Shamrock and Dan Severn would probably thrive in this era. Uh, not to say that oh, they, yeah. you know, Dan Severn had a great career, Ken Shamrock not so much. But dude, if he came in, <laughs> Ken Shamrock debuted now. Uh, when when all this is going on, he'd probably have a little bit better of a tenure uh, in WWE. To be honest with you. But still no facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> the same grimace. Yeah. yeah. No matter what era. Ken Shamrock, <laughs> fire up for me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is interesting, though. It is interesting what's happening with Fox, what's happening in that respect. Uh, and then you switch over to, like, we just started watching NWA Power, um, which is awesome, I guess, because it kind of, you know, it, it hits that nostalgia factor that we talk about, that what we miss about old school wrestling. And for me, some of the things I, I missed was studio wrestling just because the look of it. And NWA right now, if you ask me in the past two episodes, is killing that market. Uh, AEW, legit, for the second week in a row now, I turn it on and I'm watching this live show and it looks like an old school WCW match. Do you know what I mean? Or show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The camera work, the just the way everything looks and just hearing Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, I feel like I'm watching WCW. It's ridiculous. Like the good, I love it. Yeah, the good, the good <laughs> WCW, not like... Right. Yeah, 2000, yeah, 2001 WCW, but <laughs> yeah, and and real quick on the, the NWA Power, I think uh, you, if you don't, if you're not aware, listeners, you can go to YouTube and find both those episodes. Yeah, uh, it's I think it's worth a watch, especially if you loved old school wrestling because they really, really mm. harken back to that. I mean, half the guys, even their big name guys, don't even have uh, interest music; they just walk into the ring. Yeah, one of yeah. my friends is actually uh, wrestling on there, D Man. Uh, Daniel, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but I wrestled with him a few times up in Canada, and oh uh, nice, and he's doing really good up there. He's like happy. Like I see all his pictures he posts and stuff, and he's just he's loving it up there. He's loving it up there. I mean, like there's so many backstage pictures, and yeah, the studio look is just classic vintage. It's so eighties, yeah. and and that's even the graphics. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, even in the graphics and in, in the things they choose to uh, promote, like the commercials they'll do, even those feel it. Um, and D- dude, and the even commenta- the promos. How about the promos <laughs> yes. when these wrestlers come in? Cut. It's different promos than we get anywhere else right now. It's old. Yeah, they school feel old school. Yeah, they feel really old school. Um, and right down to the <laughs> to the commentating team. I'm just really waiting for them to have a match in which is a lot of uh, flipping and flopping and flippity doos, just uh, just so I can hear the commentary on it. Just because of who's back there, and I know how much he hates it. Oh, that's great, great. But yeah, it's uh, like I was saying, it's interesting what they're doing on the east side and how it just seems so bizarre with some of their choices. And then we're we're getting we're getting our fill from these new just and some like NWA is not new. It's even got that old school feel. But you know what I mean? It's new product. It's so much better. It's 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 hard to devote any time at all to watching Raw or SmackDown right now. Yeah, I mean that's it's, that's yeah. It's like putting your well, hand on a hot frying pan over and over again. Like why? Why, <laughs> exactly. why are you do? Why are you doing that? What the yeah. hell's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe I should try this again. Uh, you know. It's, but hey, that's really helping AEW out. Uh, let's keep uh, let's keep making dumb decisions on the biggest wrestling uh, thing ever, and then uh, AEW is going to come like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, oh, I they've mean, got. 
AEW, like the, the biggest thing I was like, I, I half expected like the ratings thing. Not that ratings means a whole lot anymore, but um, you know, I wanted to see how AEW's viewership or uh, yeah, their viewership was going to be after week one, and and so far so good. AEW's been pretty much leading. Um, they're not. To- I don't think they're. I don't know if they're topping SmackDown or Raw just yet, but they've been ahead of NXT, which uh, you know, just I don't know NXT. I know, Johnny, you said this week's NXT was pretty good, but... Um, it was very good. I would say it was uh, spectacular, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard that from a few people. But, uh, you know, it, I mean, it's a good sign for AEW. Maybe maybe people are just exhausted um, of the WWE product. And they're finally learning. I don't know. I just feel... Not to go too deep into you know the week and stuff, but I just I just see too many frantic changes by the E, um, and that's you know they get frantic yeah. when things erratic, very erratic things happen with their booking decisions. And also, yeah. one thing I really noticed watching this week's AEW is you know how for the last uh, for the Hell in a Cell, we felt like we didn't even know what half the matches were for it. Like this is it was one of the first times in a long time I remember the WWE not doing a really good job promoting. A show that was coming up, uh, like with the matches and stuff, because they always would have a list of matches, whether the storylines were good or not. All right. Uh, they didn't really do that this last time, except for the big matches. Uh, AEW is already like setting the tables for their pay per view uh, oh, and yeah. doing a good job of it, and I'm already like interested in seeing those matches. Yeah, I do got to give them a shout out too um, with how they've been booking the the heavyweight title. Really, um, you know, not to not to get too. You know, resulty, but like Darby Allen challenging for the AEW world title, like that's cool. That's how you build up championships. Uh, yeah, essentially, yeah. and he, he looked great by the yeah, way. He did. And he lost, even though he lost, he looked amazing. Yeah, so. a lot of people were putting him over, uh, but that's how it's that's how it should be. You should be defending your belt every, you know, not every week, but every so often uh, against different opponents. It makes the belt look stronger. Where it's not like the same opponent once a month for three to four months. You know, it's right. just, it, the, the booking has been really, really good. Yeah. It's old school mentality. You're at the top of the mountain. Everybody else is climbing. You have to kick them off as they each get to the top, you know, and, you, and like you're, you don't want the same guy at the top challenging you every time. It becomes boring. Yes, you want to build kind of those, those feuds that it returns over and over. You want to have Flair Steamboat, you know what I mean? Or, or Vader Sting, that kind of thing. But, oh, but, yeah. Overall, you know, you, you want variety as well. Yeah, it, yes, it, and it, it can be like that. You can you can have feuds, but still defend the championship. Um, you know, against different opponents that aren't, it you know that aren't the person you're in a feud with. It it works exactly. It works, and you know it. Yeah, it's it, I, I'm impressed. This is this is that kind of '90s WWE booking that I miss so much. You know, Bret mm-hmm. Hart would come off a big title defense uh, on a pay per view and then defend it against Papa Shango like that week on TV. Like that's good booking to me. When you're the champ, every match that you're in should be you defending the title. The big the big pay per view matches, of course, should be the most hyped up ones that make the most money. But if you're in a singles match and not defending your championship. It feels kind of silly to me. It feels kind of silly, especially if you're a ba- especially yeah. if you're a babyface champ. Yeah, absolutely, sure. babyface. I mean, either or, yeah. but yes, especially babyface. It cheapens the title when you do it like that. Oh, sure, this guy beat you when it was non-title, but of course, we all know it's not gonna not gonna matter. The champ is gonna retain when it's a title match. That's 
how WWE's booking has been in the 21st century. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I like what AEW is doing. Yeah, yes. Cool, 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 cool. Anything else happening over on the CM Punks, or are we done with that area? Mm, I think that might be it. Uh, the only thing I wanted to bring up real quick, and it's just because I just saw it on uh, Twitter, was that Corey Graves had apparently is getting his getting a podcast that's like the WWE is all for. So I'm assuming it's a WWE branded podcast. Uh, my question would be. You know, a long time ago, uh, when radio was king, WWE jumped on board with that. Like they made they had a radio show that was actually quite popular. Uh, usually, they're really good at jumping on new technology and stuff. Podcasts have been the thing yeah. for years now. Why are they just now doing this? You having their own? Yeah, I agree. They supported other ones like Stone Cold's podcast. They right. let, I think Jericho's. Yeah. They used to promote a bunch, but um, Pritchard has Pritchard has his. That's even on the network, right? That's, the WWE that, that's network. right. He does. Yeah, but it started out not theirs though. Yeah, true. Like true. all the all these uh, that you're mentioning, I don't even think started out as theirs. That's no, true. Just that they support them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is interesting. It is interesting. I'll be interested to see what this product is, and if that's the case, do they branch out? Are they going to have their own WWE podcast network? Oh man, competition! And then it opens up creativity for talent, right? Like, what does that allow you to do with your character now? Now that you have a mic in which you don't have to wait for a certain segment on the air, or you know, for a couple of uh, characters on Twitter. Now you can literally cut a forty-five minute promo if you want. Yeah, you can really help get yourself over. I mean, that's how yeah. Zack Ryder got himself over because the, the they weren't doing anything for him, so he went to YouTube, and then he got himself over that way. Yeah. And he got himself buried. But yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good way to connect to the what thing. goes up must come down, Matt. <laughs> True. <laughs> sad. I don't like you getting over by yourself. You have a broken back, and <laughs> and you'll be okay in a month, but just enough to slow you down. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be great. I mean, I'd love to hear like guys like the you know people like the Miz, uh, you know, who's a really good talker, have his own podcast, you know, on a WWE podcast network. Um, yeah, cut promos and give access to you a lot of kinda, people. You know what I kind of want because I, I already know that these are gonna they're gonna try to be like realistic with everything and be very open about everything with these podcasts. I, I for whatever reason, I just really want there to be a heel who gets a podcast, but he just stays heel and in that character the entire time like keeps a kayfabe <laughs> that's the what i'm saying time. that's what i'm saying yeah. it changes it changes your creative outlet as talent now yeah i, I would love that honestly i, I agree want, i want a vince mcmahon podcast oh god <laughs> you might be alone on that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. So, so, so what do you guys think? I got this really good idea where uh, I step oh, I, I step inside a limo and it blows up. That's good writing, and, right? I did that. And then and then right away we'll we have some terrorists, right? <laughs> and, and, then, and then I'm gonna wait for Bray Wyatt to get more popular than he's ever been before and then and bury him. Bury him. Kill his character <laughs> off. If his podcast is all him saying all his ideas, I am on board for that. Oh my god! And that's what well, he just—he just says the ideas that we actually don't even get to hear, like get to see on TV. Oh, but I bet they're amazing. Oh, I got this really good idea. See this Chad Gable kid that we're pushing. We're gonna call him Shorty. Oh my we're god! We're gonna call him Shorty Gable. 
Right, so this one guy, right? He knows how to vomit on command. He's got a he's got a oh, view. Here he goes. Oh, remember that? Oh, that's the worst. Man, that's just his name the name of his podcast would just be called Vince McMahon is ridiculous. <laughs> that's it. Oh God. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think that's all we got for the CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, speaking of ridiculous, Johnny, you've got some. You've got a ridiculous idea for a topic today. Oh, it is so over-the-top rope. Uh, <laughs> what we're doing today is uh, we're going to come up with three. I have two honorable mentions because I just couldn't stop at three. Uh, moves that we would consider ridiculous in pro wrestling. Now, Ridiculous is kind of a catch-all term in a way, as Chris proved when we brought this up to him and he kept asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I was like, I don't uh, know what to what I'm going to bring. Because yeah, does it mean it's ridiculous? Like, give me a break, or it's ridiculous? Like, oh, it's amazing, but like, let's be realistic. Yeah, when, when yeah, Chris and, asked, and that, it's all of when those. Chris asked that, I w- my first thought was moves that you wouldn't try in a bar fight. Essentially, <laughs> my first one's gonna be amazing. Then I think it's I think it's all the above though. It's like any of that to me applies here. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a it's so, a it's kind of a fast and loose term, but we're gonna have right. fun with it. Exactly, exactly. So, Chris, you want to go ahead and give us your first one? Yes, I have one that was made famous by a Mister Sean Waltman. You guys remember the Bronco <laughs> Buster? <laughs> I had the, I had this as one of my you, honorable missions. Can you imagine if you were in a bar fight and you you <laughs> literally bronco buster on someone, dude? Can you imagine that shit? How people you. would look at you? <laughs> they just think like, you were drunk. You're like this guy's. We're having a good time now. This dude's dry humping this guy's face. <laughs> I would be like, well, I guess they're. I guess they're friends now, right? (laughs) They're making up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So when I was looking up, uh, because I I was just thinking, you know, let me see what's out there. What what people consider weird, weird wrestling moves, um, worst wrestling moves ever, ridiculous wrestling moves. This was on a list. And one of the things I learned, because I didn't know this. Did you guys know that Sean Waltman literally... Injured himself yes. doing this, tore himself. He, no, he d- tore he his didn't anus. Just injure himself. He didn't just injure himself. <laughs> he destroyed his anus. He, he destroyed he, it. He literally tore himself a new asshole. <laughs> Look, that's no joke. That's yeah. legit. He had to have surgery and shit. I, I, when I found that out, I was like, what? "It was," and not just surgery. It was like reconstructive plastic surgery. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, that's so what that a Bronco Buster, Buster will get you. It's hard every time. Man. Every time. Oh, so maybe somebody God. had a really pointy nose, <laughs> <laughs> and he went in too deep. And there you go. So that's my first one. Okay. All right, Matt. What you got? Oh man. See, there's there's a lot of routes you can go. There's ones that you shouldn't use in a bar fight, or there's ones that seem incredibly underwhelming. Like a, a big, massive person with, like, the worst finishing move ever. And I'm going to allude. This is going to be a tie between all of Great Khali's finishing moves ever. Uh, <laughs> Are we getting a bear hug here? No, oh, not that one. The, the one where he squished their head 
You squeeze their oh, head, yes. and they tapped, or the, the the stupid chop one that looked like dog shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always like the, the those those like cranium squeeze things. Like, can you literally squeeze somebody's head that hard that it would like? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, he did squish a basketball re- one time on live TV. So I remember I remember reading somewhere like that. Your the human skull is one of the strongest bones in your body. Yeah, I mean, or maybe I heard that on Jerry Maguire. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just with the great Kali, it just did not work. I just, you know, they couldn't do anything to help that man out. Like he should have been one of the best wrestlers of all time. Like unbeaten, just nobody can touch him, and he has a, a, a head chop, and and he could squeeze a basketball. I mean, your head, <laughs> and he could take a kiss like nobody's business. <laughs> Remember, like, towards the end of his run, like, actually, when he first started, like, he'd come out in the Royal Rumble, and everybody in the crowd's like, oh, you know, they get excited. And then the last yeah. couple of years, everybody's like, because uh. <laughs> they knew he wasn't going to do anything. Well, I don't think he physically could anymore, right? Like, they got him on, when he was getting older on top of that. Uh, I, If it was me, and I was a pro wrestler in the twilight of my career, and there'll be no offense to this guy, because I'm sure he was actually really nice. I actually heard he was a really nice guy. Uh, could you imagine if you saw your name, like, right next to his, that you had a match <laughs> that night? Like, how are you supposed to make this a good oh, thing? Oh, I know. I, did. <laughs> did I, I don't know <laughs> if I ever told you guys this story. When I was doing WWE Extra Work uh, in Buffalo, and I was going into the, the trainer's office to... Everybody had to get like looked at, get like a physical, do some paperwork and stuff. And Great Kali was lying on the trainer's table, and he got—I guess he had gotten to a car accident or something like that—and his knee was hurting. And Ryback was in there. Ryback was in the trainer's room, and he was like, "What a what a room so far, dude! It's amazing." (laughs) And Ryback was—they're like, you know, are you okay? We heard you you know, Great Kali, are you okay? We heard you got into a car accident, and then. Right back was in the corner laughing. <laughs> he was laughing at the fa- <laughs> that big stupid laugh that he had. Uh, he was laughing at the great Kylie, the fact that he got into a car accident. So <laughs> that's horrible. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's my uh, that's my most ridiculous uh, move. Which is ironic because anytime uh, he put anybody through a table, it was like a car accident. Yeah. <laughs> No. His matches were car accidents. <laughs> yes, they were for the wrong reasons. <laughs> all right, so my fir- my first move is a move that we see all the time from a lot of different people, uh, but it's the monkey flip. Monkey flip, like yeah, that's a good one. Yes, it's it's where Matt. How would you describe this move? Like I don't even know. It's like where you slingshot. I think it's called a slingshot too, probably. Uh, where um, it's actually fun to do. It's really fun to um, do. It looks fun. Honestly, it looks like a great time, and but the the part to me is I know for a fact just looking at it that it's the other guy doing all the work. <laughs> like oh, it's when somebody you, like get, kind of gives you a lift and flips you. No, you they're like in the corner. The your opponent's yeah. in the corner. You run up. You plant your legs just above their knees on like their oh, thighs. Oh yeah, 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 you yeah. You pull yeah, them down yeah. in their head. You pull and back. You roll, okay, you back flip and flip them. them up. Like yeah, yeah. that's a great one because realistically, I mean, unless you're on like a like a sidewalk or like you're doing that to somebody and throwing them in like lava, that move doesn't hurt at all. It's <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right. And also, it also it seems to me like it depends on some, like you thinking that your knees don't bend. <laughs> like your body's just supposed to go with, like people's knees bend. Like if you just didn't want it to be monkey flipped, you, you just, just wouldn't sit. be monkey You flipped. just sit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It seems easily. It seems to me. It seems easily, uh, you know, reversed. <laughs> Just don't go along with it. Which I guess is most wrestling moves. To be fair, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I, when it comes to like wrestling moves, personally, I've always been like, I like that. I've said it a bunch of times on the show. Like that catch can, like the the throws. You know that that like angle or Lesnar would do because they always come off as like legit. Some of the other stuff comes off as. Uh, is a little little goofy sometimes, but that's that's why we yeah. love wrestling. Exactly. All right, Chris, number two. I don't know, man, because I don't know if this is why I love wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I can't stand. So the, the person who uses this the most, I can't stand it. Um, Naomi, the flying butt bump. Oscar's <laughs> done it before. I know back in the day in the 80s, there was a guy that used to use it all the time. Um, he was like, he was uh, feuding with Harley Race at the time. But for me, Again, bar fight. I'm throwing my butt at somebody. Is that really <laughs> happening? What kind of like? What, uh, I don't know. Anytime I see that, I just think to myself, meh. And especially if it's something that ends the match, I'm like, are you kidding me? How do you take that? How do you go in the back and just like, yeah, took a loss tonight by butt bump or stink face? Really using your yeah. ass oh, for same anything. one, right? Remember stink face? <laughs> oh, unless, you're, unless you're sitting on the dude's chest. Uh, which actually sounds weird now Bronco that I said it out loud, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so two of mine are just basically straddling people. One Bronco Buster style, one with your ass. Chris's next one's going to be a lab dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, that to me is just, it feels... Which I will strongly disagree with. <laughs> I always feel, though, that the butt bump is a lazy move. Like, there's no, aside from knocking someone off the apron, there's nothing that that's really going to accomplish in, in a match. <laughs> no, it, won't. it realistically shouldn't. Unless you have, like, a bony ass and you legit knock somebody out with it. Um, that's, that's about it. <laughs> Which would be incredible to see. <laughs> Could you imagine if you're the person knocked out by somebody's behind? Oh, no. <laughs> Take no. a tailbone tail of the you temple or something. Yeah. You can't show yourself back in that bar. Like, your face cannot be seen in that bar ever again. No. <sighs> same, as right, if you were rece- you same as if you were receiving the Bronco Buster, but still. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Matt, what you got? My next one. I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with the 619. <laughs> <laughs> well, this might be controversial. I think some people love this move. Yeah, from an entertainment perspective? Oh, my yes. God, yes. Absolutely. Um, 619 is a very entertaining move, uh, much like another move that I will have listed on here. However, um, for you to get somebody conveniently placed in a certain area to be able to <laughs> run and swing and kick that person in the face uh, night in and night out, just conveniently right in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. Like no like As nobody's ever seen you do it before. It is impressive <laughs> stuff. No one ever scouts Ray Mysterio. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not. They don't. <laughs> My favorite is when they're they just happen to crawl right into position. Uh it just looks <laughs> so bad. Like they, they take like a rana and then they, they land in the wrong way and then they crawl yep. over to that second rope. Like, oh god. Oh, I must be safe here. Against Rey Mysterio, yeah. 
Let me hang off. <laughs> Rope break, oh, right? God. Rope break. <laughs> this means I'm safe, ref, right? He's not going to touch me. <laughs> and then not only that, you get kicked in the face and it's followed up by something. You st- you get kicked in the face and you waddle yourself up and you conveniently spin around just in the right spot for Ray Mysterio to hit you with something else. <laughs> 619, yeah. overrated. It is. It is ridiculous. <laughs> plus, you plus, you're just not pulling that in a bar. I was about to say you're not pulling that off in a bar. <laughs> There's no ropes. No. I mean, maybe like a, like a strip club slash bar. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. This this man is face is conveniently put in this woman's butthole. I can swing on the stripper pole and <laughs> kick him in the face. If things you go to some fun strip clubs, Matt. I do. No <laughs> lie, I live live in the dream. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, so uh, my next one's a pretty big one, in that this move is huge. Uh, people love this move. Uh, it's one of the, by one of the most electrifying men. Yes, uh, ever was a professional wrestler. But I'm with McFoley that this move is just really stupid. <laughs> And that, of course, is the people's elbow. <laughs> so, uh, so ridiculous. I hate this move with a passion. That was actually going to be my next one. So, my elbow, my the elbow itself is fine. Like, I don't mind an elbow drop itself because that's, you know, I mean, off the tech, top, uh, though. Like, yeah, I was about to say, like, Macho Man dropped one all the time and it was amazing. Uh, but, you know, this is, I always, always hated when he would do this, Matt, because the, the, the rock bottom was just so much cooler looking. Yeah. Like, just do the rock bottom instead, mm-hmm. please. Yeah. <laughs> I beg you. Yeah, and it looked more, imp- like, the impact seemed more in, like, there was something that puts you out, you know? You're yeah. done. Right. Exactly. Uh, but, like, you expect this this person that you've knocked down on the ground to just lay there while you stand over them? <laughs> you know? And flail your arms And then run back, back and, and forth. forth. Yeah, and then run back and forth from rope to rope. Still staying there, by the way. You can't move. <laughs> take a moment to take your elbow elbow pad off. Yeah, yes. There's so much here. Pander to the crowd. Uh, this is like a 20 minute move. <laughs> I used to, yeah, I used to hate getting this move. Like when I was uh, when I played like wrestling video games, and the Rock would put it on you. It took so unnecessarily long. You're like, get it over um, yeah. with. <laughs> just please. Just please. Or you'd be happy like the computer grabs him and it just completely eliminates the move. But, but yeah, so, so ridiculous. So over the top. Um, that's that's entertainment, though. That's that's why yeah. The Rock is The Rock. And, you know, we're, we're here. <laughs> we are here. We are here. Um yeah, I, I never got the got the philosophy for somebody once described it to me that uh the people's elbow was actually the rock summoning all the energy from all the people that cheered oh, for God. him and that elbow like a, that elbow would put them away. <laughs> put just ultimate, Hulk Hogan hooking up or something. I, I, ultimate I guess, warrior. I it's some kind yeah. of spiritual thing. I mean just yeah. <laughs> Well he did a bad job of playing that up then. <laughs> I never I never ever once got that out of that. <laughs> And I've seen a lot of people's elbows in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're bad. So bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Chris, what you got? Oh, okay. So I actually enjoy this one. I think it's it's great. I think comedy wrestling is needed in in the sport. Uh, I have a feeling Uh, where this is. In all honesty, it is completely ridiculous. Joey Ryan's dick flip. (laughs) Like in all honesty, it's the most ridiculous thing of all time. And if anyone who's just a passing 
you know, fan who has not seen it before came across it would be turned off by it. They wouldn't they wouldn't understand the gimmick and what's happening. Uh, anyone who's just a, you're trying to introduce them to the sport, if you start with that, that might not be the way to do it. Uh, yeah, not a good place to start. I would agree. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, however, I do love it. I love the gimmick. I love Joey Ryan. I love the whole thing he's got going there. Um, and even more Chris, recently, I, what's up? literally, literally all three years do have to do with the crotch area. Everything takes place below the belt. <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, yeah, are, are those moves you would want to do in a bar fight? No, 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 no. Can you Dude. Dick flip oh, it, my God. Flip it again with your dick in a bar. You can make so I much money. I would love to see that. They think shit, you're a magician. Dude. I would love it. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> like, man, get this guy a Vegas show. This dude's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the beauty behind it, too. And that's why it makes it so fun is because it's so over-the-top ridiculous. Um, right. You know, and the fact that anybody can succumb to it. It doesn't matter who it is. They have, as long as you're touching his, his, his penis, you're done. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, my, that's my, my last one. All right. Mine is going to be – I'm kind of going to build off of Johnny's uh, The People's Elbow in a move that was similar to it, but uh, just as effective, <laughs> The Worm. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. This is on my list. This is one of my honorable mentions. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, The Worm. Same, same philosophy. Same philosophy. He jumps around spelling out Worm. Does this dance? Does a belly flip roll thing, and comes up and like it, it looks cool. It's like the six one nine baby. It looks cool, but then you just like you chop him with your forearm on the way down, and that's supposed to put away guys. <laughs> like, come on, bro, come on. Fun to chant along with, but like, I would be so mad if I had to get pinned by that move. Like, maybe right now oh, yeah. I'd probably mark out for it, but if I was in like the E. Um, and like me and Scotty Tuhati are just our guys there and we're just trying to keep our jobs and I had to go down to the, the worm. That would be, oh, I'd be so mad. I'd be mad. Right, so I've been very open about, uh, how much of a fan I've become of Otis and <laughs> yeah. uh, his version of that. The caterpillar is just as ridiculous. Yes. Uh, and it's just as dumb and stupid, but God help me. I love it. <laughs> and especially when you do that. Yeah. When you're seeing a he's guy that, of his size. Right, exactly. He's that big and he's able to do that. I am on board. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It is really ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So um, my last one. Well, let me get my uh, honorable mention first. Uh, my honorable mention was, man, this is tough, too, because I'm such a giant uh, Mankind McFoley fan. Oh. I really am. I, I he was He's my all-time favorite wrestler ever. Uh, but the mandible claw just seems to be to me so easily reversed. Like you're sticking your hands down a guy's mouth, <laughs> like just bite your fingers. <laughs> uh, I read in his book that his that it was because he he had the same reservations about that move. Uh, that you know why wouldn't a guy just bite my fingers if I stuck? Because he was trying to figure out his finishing move. And I'm like, why don't you do the mandible claw? And he's like, well, that sounds stupid. They're just gonna bite my hand, right? And they're like, no, there's a nerve underneath your tongue or something that you're pushing on or something like that. But wouldn't you still just bite their fingers? 
<laughs> to me. Like as soon as somebody puts their fingers in my mouth, I'm biting them. I don't care. You know, that's my first instinct is just to bite the fingers right away. I'm trying to mandible claw myself right now, and it, it, no, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> yeah, see, it doesn't work. No. Uh, love you, Mick. Uh, you're amazing. <laughs> uh, but you know that 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 became one of those moves that I. Uh, I didn't hate it, but also I was like, man, I wish you would just do that, you know, that DDT where he double underhooks people instead. Yeah. But that's just me. Or, or yeah. Um, uh, but my real last one is, and this oh, one's before, tough. Be- no, uh, sorry, sorry to inter- interrupt, but before you do it, uh, I was going to say what came to mind since I didn't have it prepared ahead of time. But when we were talking about stink face, do you guys remember when the nasty boys used to rub people's faces in the guys in Nobs' armpit? Oh. That was the it was Matt like loves this. it was a legit move uh, that they would do all the time. Just rub it right in their armpits, sweaty ass armpits. That again is probably one of the most ridiculous moves. That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I also loved any. I also loved uh, on WCW NWO Revenge. I loved uh, Ric Flair's finisher, uh, which was not the figure figure four. It was uh, where he <laughs> it was a low blow, I believe, or or the eye poke. Those are his two finisher moves. They're pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> But, uh, okay, so this one's tough. My actual number three is tough for me because a lot of wrestlers are doing this now. This is, to me, seems like a newer... I wonder if people did this before, but it seems like a newer thing. It's kind of becoming a fad in wrestling. There's a couple wrestlers who are known for these move, type moves, and they're really good. I'm actually big fans of both of them. Uh, I'm a big uh, Pete Dunne fan. I love Pete Dunne. I would watch him wrestle anything. This guy's oh, yeah. amazing. But anytime anybody has a move where they're quote unquote breaking a bone, uh, or you know, like he, Pete Dunn does it with the fingers, where it looks like he's trying to break their fingers yeah. or whatever. Um, one of the isn't it? I don't remember who does it. Somebody at AEW does the arm break thing. Um, man, it just takes me out of it because a I, I know it's fake. <laughs> like you're not really going to break somebody's. You know, nobody want to work with you, get in a ring with you if you're legit out there trying to break somebody's faults and yeah. we all know that uh like i would want to get in there what are you the warrior or something <laughs> um so i wouldn't like that at all and it just takes me out of the match honestly personally because i'm sitting there just looking at how like i know this is fake yeah. and i want don't get me wrong i'm glad it's fake i don't want them out there actually really doing these things <laughs> uh <laughs> But, uh, you know, and, and Pete Dunn, I honestly legit feel he could do that to somebody, that he could break somebody's fingers like that. I yeah. know he could. That's a tough son of a gun right there. Uh, but I don't need it, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I did have an honorable mention, if it's not too late. No, go ahead. Uh, all right. MVP used to use this move. Orton did, too. Uh, MVP called it the playmaker. And Orton used to call it the overdrive. Uh, what they would do is they would grab their opponent's wrist, they'd place their the back of their knee on top of their opponent's head, uh, and they'd have to hook like their like foot ankle underneath their opponent's arm. It's like your opponent had to grab your leg for this move to work. And what they do is they raise the leg up and they they flip it around. It was super weird. I I, I, I remember this. Yeah, it's just, I remember watching this move and. And being really confused by it, <laughs> like what, like the logistics of it. That's what, like you, yeah. It's yeah, it. Yeah, I, I had to bring that one up. That one's been bothering me all day. Um, actually, it's been bothering me for about fifteen years. To be perfectly honest, it's bothering me for fifteen years. I've seen it. And I'm just like, 
who would let someone do this to them? <laughs> Here, let me help you out. Let me grab your le- your leg for you, and and so you can do this stupid thing. And what are you actually doing? You're laying on the 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 back fat of their leg. Come on, come on. Yeah, I think most I think most moves in which it looks like to me. I mean, I kind of brought it up with the monkey foot, where the other guy, the guy who's taking a move, I can tell is doing most of the work. The I some a lot of those are really good and entertaining, but you know I'm like yeah that guy like the um I forgot what it's called the flipping pile driver it's called something I'm blanking on it but the guy literally has to flip with you and he does most of the work <laughs> there uh, your job just is not to you know cripple him it's yeah with your job pretty much and he's but he's doing almost all the work in my opinion well I mean you both got to flip kind of in a way but you know I I was I'm trying to remember what the match was that I was watching. But uh, my mom was actually watching it, and she doesn't watch wrestling a lot, but she's watching this, and she saw some moves happen, and she goes, there's no way that guy could have done that to him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, the other guy did all the work there. (laughs) My dad used to hate the pedigree. That was one he hated quite a bit. When he watched it with me, he he thought the pedigree was the stupidest move in the world. And if you really kind of think about it, it sort of is. It's like a pile driver with almost with extra steps if yeah. you really think about it it really is yeah <laughs> yeah so an extra complicated pile driver. yeah that's what that's really, what they should yeah. call it but i always like that perspective too when you see you know people who aren't necessarily fans they see these moves and they're like wow that's stupid <laughs> or when they get really excited for something you know they're like wow that's really cool um you know that's that's yeah. That's the magic of of not being a dedicated wrestling fan. But that yeah. that, that was one that always stood out to me because my dad's bitched about that move since like the early nineties. <laughs> John, Johnny, I'm surprised on your list you didn't have um, AEW's Isaiah Cassidy from Private Party. His screech oh. as <laughs> one of the most ridiculous. Move. <laughs> yeah, but I do hate it with a passion. That guy is so good. I don't need that to be a part of his arsenal. <laughs> I thought it was a one-time thing, and no, then no, he did it again, not. and I was like, okay, this is a thing. The first time I heard it, I didn't know what was happening. I was <laughs> You're calling to your dad. You're like, I think you need yeah. to check the brakes on the car, dad. I felt like, uh, what's that kid's name? Charlie, and is this real life? You know, type thing when he's coming from the dentist. He's been gassed up. I, like, I'm just hearing. Th- I thought I was hearing things for a minute. Uh, I thought somebody in the crowd was making a weird high-pitched noise, and I was like, how are they going to keep letting this guy do this? Take him out of the ring. He's driving me bonkers. Uh, <laughs> Matt, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, with, since you were a buster, you've actually been in the ring. Um, did you yourself have a move that was kind of ridiculous, but you loved to do, or uh, reverse that? Uh, what was a move you always hated to take because you thought it was just really stupid and ridiculous? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I can't say that you know that I really had a ridiculous move that I, I use frequently because um, all mine were pretty much based off like the amateur background stuff. Uh, you know, I frequently used the the elbow drop and you know the boots, and I had my own uh, suplex cutter that was kind of my main finisher. Um, but man, moves that I, I took that I hated thought were ridiculous. Oh, that is such a tough one. 
I can't think. Yeah, I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure there are quite a few. Probably the concussions. Uh, too many chair shots <laughs> to the head. But, <laughs> but I yeah, I can't think of. I really can't think of once you know one. So you've never been Bronco busted? No. Man. Oh, okay. Never I did the the. Oh, uh, okay. That. This one guy, he used to do that Jack Swagger move where he ran up to the, the second rope and bounced off. Uh, he, like, ran up and then bounced off and then landed on his stomach. Yes. Um, this guy, he missed it a lot. <laughs> it, it was, like, his best It was like his best move, but he, he I had to wrestle him a couple times, and he missed it, like, every time. <laughs> it looked so bad. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, ow. Like, he'd hit you with his head. He'd, like, overshoot you ow. so much. He'd hit you with his head in the in the stomach. And I was like, this, uh, ooh, ow. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> or when somebody, yeah, because, like, at the independent level, a lot of people, like, especially the independents that I was wrestling in, people aren't that good. And, and like, they'd hit you with a finishing move. And people are like, really? That was, that was it? That was how this match is going to end. That move looked like shit. <laughs> it happened. It really happens far far more often than not. Um, yeah, I can't think of too many specific times, but but yeah. I don't know what uh, if Chris had ever become a professional wrestler. I don't know what his finishing move would be, but I do know the region it would center around. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. <laughs> The crotch assassin. <laughs> <laughs> the noise. The dick. Pl- the dick plex. <laughs> that's the. That's only the mo- the next natural progression, right? The, from the dick flip to a dick plex. Where it's like an overhead belly to belly, but with the dick. Uh, legit, I, yeah, <laughs> legit. <laughs> and then pretty soon we'll be performing like off the dick plex off the t- top turnbuckle. <laughs> Oh, real quick, I should have brought, I don't know why I didn't think of this when you brought up the whole the Joy Ryan thing, but did you see the video of uh, our personal favorite, Jake Manning, the man scout, taking on Joey Ryan, and right before, like, Joey Ryan wants him, obviously, to, you know, to grab him there, <laughs> like, <laughs> the man scout pulls out his, uh, his, his scout book, and try, he's trying to read the scout book while looking at his, <laughs> look at Joey Ryan's crotch, like, he's trying to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Like he's trying to that. read for tips. He's trying to read for tips of how to do this. I gotta see that. It's gonna be that book. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's amazing. I love wrestling. No, no but, I but, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like these moves, yes, they are all ridiculous. But when done right by the right performers, uh, they're amazing. The Rock, yes, like we said, yes. The Rock made the stupidest finisher of all time, the greatest finisher of all time. Uh, oh, people popped for it like yeah, crazy. They did. Yeah. You yeah. see it? He stops. It, the guy's dead set in the dead in the middle of the ring, laying down, and the rock just stops, and everybody knows what's coming next. That is the psychology yes. of a good finishing move. Yes. And it dude, he made millions. And the rock means millions uh of people <laughs> believe that move was the greatest move of all time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Dude, you're right. You hit it right on the nail. It depends on on the the talent, the personality. Because again, you know, one of the biggest draws ever. He wasn't the greatest wrestler, but one of the biggest draws was Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and he finished people off with a leg drop. 
Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it is. It's all about the personality. And when you can sell it and you, you make it so that it seems like one of these things that you don't ever want it performed on you because you kind of want to live, uh, that, that that's when they've done their job. That You're right. I love wrestling. This is why we love what we love. Well, the great Dusty Rhodes uh, was an elbow. Like, yeah. Bionic like, elbow. You know, elbow. Jerry Lawler. The little shuffle, the shuffle in the elbow. <laughs> Jerry Lawler had yeah. that fist drop off the top rope. Like, yeah. What the hell is that going to do? But, yeah, but yeah like, he made uh, it work because yeah. Jerry Lawler was Jerry Lawler. Uh, even Andre the Giant, his, like, finishing moves weren't all that, like, stellar. I think he used, like, a... A weird, lazy, like butterfly suplex, and that not—I don't mean that in insult, an insulting way, but like he did this just very lighthearted, like butterfly suplex, and it only worked because it was Andre. Um, he was big, right. massive, and people believed that it hurt, even though. You know, knowing what I know, I knew it didn't look all that great. But back then, people ate that up, and right, like wow, you know, Andre can do anything. Uh, and yeah, there's 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 been so many moves that you know realistically would not hurt anybody, but um, but yeah, the athletes, the wrestlers that that make those moves, uh, you know, really really do make those moves. For sure, for sure. There you have it. Some of the most ridiculous moves in wrestling. Those were our thoughts and ideas on them. Um, so, you listeners out there, if you have not been following our page on Facebook, check it out. The BICBP Network. Uh, that's where we post all of our episodes for all of our podcasts out there. And Harley Cape gets posted up there. If you ever want to interact with us or give comments on the episodes, feel free to leave comments underneath there. Let us know what are your uh, list of ridiculous moves as well. Um, I'm done, guys. Anything else you have before we move out of here? I'm good. I'm tapped out. Yeah. Cool. Tapped out MMA style. All right, boys, let's take it home. Oh!